The Dating Counselor Podcast Season 5 is brought to you by Bonded. Bonded is Utah's first permanent jeweler. It was created by two childhood best friends that wanted an exciting bonding experience, you know, like getting a friendship tattoo, but, you know, with less commitment. When they couldn't find a bonding experience like that, they created one, and they created it with permanent jewelry. Permanent jewelry is unique because it doesn't have a clasp, and it's custom fit to you. So it's bonded onto you with a spark or with a flame. I really love the beautiful jewelry that they offer. You can do chain jewelry, and they released recently their own exclusive bonded bangles. All of their jewelry is 14 karat gold or sterling silver, and it can be worn every day. I'm always talking with you guys about connection and bonded jewelry, I feel like is this really unique way to remind yourself of someone special that you're then bonded to, or maybe a significant life event or even a commitment that you've made. I really know that you're going to love bonded jewelry as much as you love the meaning behind it. Learn more about them on Instagram at Bonded Bracelets or head over to bondedbracelets.com to schedule your bonding experience. Hello and welcome to the Dating Counselor Podcast. I am so excited for you to be here today and listen to this very special episode with my special guests. We're going to talk to you a lot about what it's like to date in court in Utah and getting into those uh, relationships, even when you've had past relationship trauma, perhaps, and what that can feel like. Uh, they're going to go through getting engaged during COVID, what it was like to be, you know, newlyweds during the first year of COVID. I think you're going to love this episode. Tune in. Thanks for being here. Let's go. Welcome to the Dating Counselor Podcast. I'm so excited for you guys to meet my guests today. I am very, very honored to have Kasdan and Savvy here with me, and they are going to share their love story. You guys know that I'm a sucker for love stories because I really want to promote the fact that there are good men and good women out there and that you can find love and that it's not just a crap hole of dating. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right? It it may sound cliche, but our love story is my favorite. (laughs) I would hope so. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, if you don't say that on the mic, then it's just going to be like in the car on the ride home. Like, Right. So who was your favorite? (laughs) Well, I'd love to start a little bit individually. Like if you wouldn't mind, uh, Savvy, just tell us a little bit about you, where you grew up. Yeah. So Kazan and I both are from small towns. Um, Mine a little smaller. I am (laughs) not from remotely the same kind of small town. Yeah. I'm from Aurora, Utah. Um, Okay, wait a minute. Population. Yeah, right. So (laughs) it's central Utah, kind of on your way to St. George. Um, Literally population a thousand. Oh and um, so, yeah, I grew up there and I was really involved as, you know, people in small towns are. They're able to kind of do everything. Um, and, yeah, I ended up going to UVU and I was a cheerleader there for four years and um, studied communications. Um, met Kasdan in my junior year. And so we we dated for about a year and then got engaged and. And then a couple months, and then we got married. Um, this is kind of a speed story, but then we ended up, COVID happened, and um, we still had another year. Kazan wanted to pursue um, another year of college basketball. So that's kind of how we got connected was through me being on the cheer team. We had a mutual friend 
um, that kind of connected us a little bit. And then we reconnected later on. Um, and after we got married, we moved to Hawaii. So we oh got to gosh. spend. You guys are you're, it's like the cheerleader and the basketball star. So it's basically high school musical, but in college. <laughs> and then you moved to Hawaii, which is like, what is that episode two where they go to St. George, but it's yes. even better. You guys right. are like the elevated version. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. And hopefully we'll dive in a little deeper because on paper, it sounds like the perfect story, but we had challenges of our own for sure. And dating and. And especially moving to Hawaii for our first year of marriage, it had a lot of challenges too. You You're know? on an island, like you got nowhere else to go, girl. No, like, you have and, to fix this. <laughs> and it was really shut down because of COVID. So it, there was a lot of isolation and um, just also dealing with like the major chain, life changes mm-hmm. of, you know, I had just graduated college and Kasdan was in the busiest years of his college experience doing a master's degree and playing college basketball. I was trying to figure out who I was and what I wanted to do for a job and how to be married and all of these different things. And so um, we definitely went through a lot there for sure. And so we ended up living there for a year, um, moved back to Utah. And um, then that's where I pursued my dream job of working at ABC4 on Good Things Utah. And the timing um, honestly couldn't have been better. I ended up applying and, and started working kind of soon after coming home. And um, it's been a really awesome stage of life to be able to learn a lot and, you know, do what I always wanted to do. And so I'm a producer. I also host um, and I just work with the best team. So you have a great, great crew here. That's kind of where we are now. We, we just settled down in American Fork and bought our first home. Oh, and we have it's just the two of us. We have a little dog and. Yeah. Like, and how long have you been married now? We're coming up on three years. Oh, you guys are the old married folks in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't believe it because we did get married in the middle of COVID, um, March 2020. And so, yeah, it's it's crazy to think that it was that long ago that we went through all of that. <laughs> yeah. COVID hopefully feels like a blur for most of us, right? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about where you grew up, Keston. Um, I am from Twin Falls, Idaho. So... Idaho kid, born and raised, um, played basketball my whole life, graduated from high school, went on a mission to Brazil, um, Fortaleza East mission is where I was at, came back, played five years of, of college basketball at uh, Boise State, then UVU, graduated from there, got my bachelor's in business management, had one more year to play, so then I transferred to the University of Hawaii. Got my master's degree in finance, um, met Savvy along the way, mm-hmm. and um, fast forwarding to where we're at now, I am the head of business development and partnerships for a tech company here in Utah called World Plus, and just a normal human being, you know, <laughs> uh, nothing too crazy. And You still playing life. ball or? Um, I'm starting to get back into playing basketball more. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, a, it was a transitional period for me when I stopped playing collegiate basketball and had a stunt, a stint of professional basketball. Um, COVID did a number on that. Uh, that's yeah. a whole different story. I was going to say, that's probably a whole other <laughs> yeah. episode of like how, how COVID <laughs> right. affected your basketball. Yeah, yeah that's, a whole, that's a whole different story. But I mean, for me, I kind of hated basketball for a while and I didn't want to play. I was just annoyed and angry for a little bit. But starting to get to the point now where I can play some pickup basketball or in a rec league and so I bet be... you they're recruiting you for church ball like crazy <laughs> no I just if I can just tone down my level of competitiveness I can have fun with basketball but if not I become 
quite uh, quite the d bag on the court. So I have <laughs> oh, to, it's, I have good, to, to avoid it's that. good to know yourself, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have to avoid that. Well, stay tuned. We are going to come back here, and you're going to hear a little bit more about how they met. Okay, let's jump into how you met. Was it like love at first sight? Was it like, I need him to notice me? I need her to notice me? I mean, clearly he's on the court. You're cheering. People are noticing you. <laughs> how did you notice each other? It's actually not what, not how you would think. Okay. So um, Kasdan was on the basketball team, but he was actually redshirting that year. Mm-hmm. When you transfer to a different school, you have to um, kind of do your time as a, as a redshirt athlete. And so... Um, I didn't recognize him from playing basketball, um, and the timing was kind of interesting how we met, and and that really is key. That timing is everything, <laughs> um, because we have a mutual friend who I actually cheered with. He was on my cheer team, and then Kasdan knew him from the mission. They had been okay. in the MTC together, and so Kasdan, I mean, you can take it away from here about kind of the conversation you had with him, and then how it led to. Well, I mean, he was just on the cheer team and had connections to all all these beautiful girls and told me, hey, let me know which one you'd like me to set you up with and we'll make it happen. Um, I, of course, said, uh, you know, set me up with Savvy and it was a hard no. He was like, nope, that's not happening. She's basically engaged. Just forget about that, you know. So I was like, huh, okay, well, I guess that's that then. So it was it was interesting. I was dating somebody else at the time, and um, so I didn't know who Kasdan was. But at some point during this time, Kasdan had followed me on Instagram, and I had followed him back. Ooh, the first like Somehow. of the modern era. <laughs> right. Someone's following me. I should like look at them. Oh, they're kind of cute. Well, and I, I don't even remember. I don't even remember it. This is what's the crazy part about it. But I was in this relationship for about eight months, um, and it ended unexpectedly around Christmas time. Um, which was really difficult for me. It was a relationship oh, yeah. that I had invested a lot in and, um, you know, really kind of was hopeful and it ended really abrupt and I was very confused. But one thing that I was able to remember at that time, and, and I don't even, you know, I think it was a, a little leap of faith to think this way, but I just said, you know, if God took something that I cared so much about away from me, I can only imagine like what good thing is coming just because I do believe in what he, the plan that he has for us, you know, and that he's not just going to leave me hanging when I had really been trying to do what was right. And, um, and so I think it really, for me, it was so important to be in the right frame of mind. Um, and the timing had to be right because I don't know that I would have taken and taken everything so seriously and been able to see the way that everything unfolded after that. Um, if I wouldn't have been thinking that way. And so for me, you know, I, I had, my eyes open and I was, my heart was open to what was coming. And so it was the new year, you know, after Christmas, um, it was the new year and we started a new semester. And, um, I, <laughs> speaking of social media and the modern, modern dating, you know, era, um, I posted on my Instagram story, a poll. So it was kind of putting myself out there, but it wasn't like, Hey, I'm single, you know? And it said, should I go to universal studios or Disney world? Um, when I go to, on my trip to Florida, And uh, it was a selfie of me and then I had the poll. And um, this is when Kasdan responded strictly out of his love for Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) He still thought I was dating this other guy. I still had pictures of him on my social media. Um, And so he was like, you have to go to Universal Studios. Like, it's the best. I I love it. This is what you need to do. And I was like, who is this guy? (laughs) Like, he is so cute. I don't know how we're following each other. 
And I, you know, I did some some digging and um, he had a lot of pictures with his nieces and nephews and his family. And he just seemed like a really down to earth guy um, and not your typical athlete. Mm-hmm. And so that's what kind of intrigued me about him. And honestly, it was like, I don't know, for me, it, he was like everything that I ever wanted. I was like, he's tall. Like, I'm really tall. <laughs> he was tall. And then I could tell that a lot of the things that matter to me matter to him, like family and the gospel and um, and so I kept kind of kept the conversation going. I have literally no intention. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love Harry Potter. I, He's like, no, really, this like, is just I, being very I altruistic. Up, I need people yeah, to enjoy no, I, this in their I life. I was not trying to slide in. I was not trying to like have my plug, you know, to start talking to her. It was literally go to Harry Potter world. It'll change your life. <laughs> like Emma Watson was my first love. Emma, <laughs> if you're hearing this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but, um, but really like, that's what it came down to. And then the conversation kept going and everything that I kept saying was kind of something where I expected the conversation to end, you know, like, oh yeah, you should totally go sometime or yeah. But anyways, you'll have a blast, you know? And she just kept the conversation going. And so I was like, I am confused about what is happening right now. And I was sitting in my, my apartment and my roommate was sitting in there with me and I was telling him, I was like, dude, I have no idea what's going on right now. Like either she's single or unhappy in her relationship, but I was like, either way I'm down, like <laughs> sign me up. So, and yeah. I was at a really inter- interesting place too, where the, you know, the relationship was really fresh that I had just been a part of, but I knew who I was and I knew what I had to offer and what I was looking for. And so I, you know, interestingly enough, I feel like I was pretty confident and, um, we kept chatting and I asked him about his you know, his experience at UVU so far. And he brought up that uh, it's been great, but dating is kind of tricky. And so, of course, I asked, you know, like, well, why? What are you looking for? And um, he sent me a little list of the things that he was looking for. He was like someone who is down to earth, who loves God and like likes to do fun athletic things. And it was so funny because you know, I feel like you can kind of picture the two scenarios of Kasdan with his roommate and me with my roommate. And I saw this this uh, list of things that he was looking for. And I was like, well, look no further. I was just going to say, please tell me you shot right there. And you were just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, she, she I, said, look yes! no, look, I said, look, look no, no further. further. Here I am. And, <laughs> I and then that. you can say what happened on your side of the scenario <laughs> with his roommate. They were just. Oh, I was just stoked. I was like, <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's make this thing happen. then. <laughs> So education point right here. Uh, We have a lot of conversation about should a girl ask a guy out? Should a guy ask the girl out? Blah, blah, blah. My theory also is also is always that a man has to go through an emotional process before he realizes like, yes, I want to take her out. Yes, Mm -hmm. I want to try. But when you open up the door very casually without directly asking them out, being like, look no further. Here I am. Then Mm -hmm. it gives him the opportunity to then start the pursuit. Right. So, well done. Well, and it's it's attractive, in my opinion, for, a, you know, a woman and a girl to be confident in mm-hmm. what she has to offer. And I think that is hard. And, and like I said, timing is everything because we all go through ups and downs and challenges. And we're learning through dating, like who we are and what we do have to offer and what we want, and what we need. Um, but for me, I mean, I think I was at a place where I could put that that part of myself, you know, forward my best self and and really see like my strengths and what I had to bring to the table. And I just think in a relationship and when you're dating, like, you know, like you find that attractive when mm-hmm. someone does know who they are and does know is confident in who they are. And so it was a little bit, um, I would say like 
off brand for me at the time, but I had gotten to that, that point in my life where I was confident to say like, I am all those things, you know, I've worked hard to, to, uh, you know, have a relationship with God and I am pretty down to earth, like, and I think I'm a fun person. And I think that's huge in dating because, you know, um, how are you going to like work with someone else if you don't even well, right. know and if he didn't, who you are. if he didn't agree or he didn't have that, it doesn't mean that it's not true. Yeah. We sometimes get so hung up on if somebody doesn't see that in me, then I guess it's not true when we know that in ourselves. And I don't think it takes everybody validating that for it to be true. Right. And we just have to be very careful about who we're letting ourselves, uh, who, whose opinion we're taking on of ourselves when it's really just ours that matters. Right. Well, and it can be really hard to, um, if you don't know who you are and can't, don't have something to cling to as, you know, your truths about yourself, then it's really hard to handle any form of rejection or maybe if mm-hmm. the timing's not right for the other person. And I think I got to the point where it didn't, um, you know, matter how he responded. Like I knew who I was. And I think that is really tricky in dating. Too. Yeah, it felt like it'd be better for me to at least put it out there yeah. than for me to just wonder Yeah, or, and see like how much longer this is going to take for him to recognize that I'm single without me putting a billboard out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so we ended up going on a on a date the next day and we're in. Oh, nice. So did you ask her out like right there? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Capitalize on the opportunity, right? No, it was good. It was good. We went on a date the next day. Did you have a, a plan already, like what you wanted to do, or no, was it like I, I was just? I mean, it was like let's go to dinner. She had a she had um some tumbling that she was teaching that night, so she was like, "Oh, I'll be done at this time." And I was like, "Great, let's just grab dinner after that." So we went, got dinner, and then I asked her if she was if she was spontaneous, and she was like, "Yes." So then we just looked up on our phones and went to the first movie that we could find that was still going. It started at like 11.30 p.m. I love that. <laughs> yeah, so we went to a movie after that, and it was a great time. Can I just time. say, I got to pause really quick yeah. because there's a lot of heat people give about movies on dates. My husband and I went to a movie on our first date, uh-huh. and I feel like it was so good because it was fun. It was spontaneous. And on top of that, he totally held my hand. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so smooth. Did you do that? Well, she was so awkward. <laughs> Which I didn't think this at all, but I mean, now that he knows, I had just gone gotten out of this relationship. So I think in my mind, I wasn't even thinking of like cuddling or anything. Oh, sure. I was just like enjoying the movie, and he was there. You know? Yeah, but s- s- dating savvy those first three weeks, was she was the queen of curveballs. It was like <laughs> it was like Instagram. She's coming off hot. She's coming off hot. She's you know flirting here flirting there and then like we go to the movies and she's like crossed arms crossed legs don't touch me <laughs> she's don't like in her turtle me. shell with her you hoodie know? over her head so i'm like okay she's not vibing i guess i'll just hang out here you know but it was just i guess a readjustment for her having been in a relationship for a good chunk of time and now it was like starting over and then but for me it was like that's all i was doing i had mm-hmm. savvy was the first girlfriend i ever had so okay for me steps one through five I think I was very well versed <laughs> in, you know, like, like ask him out first date, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I was, I was thrown a little bit, but ended up being a really fun date. And, and we did hold hands. He yeah. made a cute little move. He asked, how big are your hands? Oh, nice. And then, you know, we Super put our smooth. hands together and he held my hand and I was like, oh, that's right. Like we sh- probably should hold hands. No, honestly, <laughs> I think, I think seriously, the, my first date advice is like, stop putting so much pressure on a first date like mm-hmm. if you're putting so much pressure on it it's going to be miserable and it's probably not going to go well mm-hmm. because 
you can only say the perfect line so many times. You can only put out on the perfect appearance so many times. Like eventually who you are on a day-to-day basis is going to come out. Mm-hmm. Eventually what you look like on a day-to-day basis is going to come out. So it's to me, it's just like go out with a person to have fun, to get to know them. And then if there's a, if there's a spark, if it, there's a connection, like it'll be pretty obvious to both of you, you know, um, because otherwise dating is miserable. And there's no, there's just no need to put on a show like that night. Like you said, I had just gotten done teaching a tumbling class. I met up with him at like 8.30 PM to go eat and, you know, was still in my workout clothes and pretty sure I was wearing like a a ball cap, like a hat, which is so not me (laughs) really. Um, but it it was to the point where I just, I think a total of like four times since I've known her, known her she's worn a, a baseball hat and yeah. this first night first date she was rocking it so yeah. but it was fun like we were just we just had a good time and I feel like there wasn't a lot of pressure on it and it um you know grew organically from there but yeah with our different backgrounds in dating for sure we had to face like how do we do this you know I had been in a really serious relationship and at this point had kind of I had an understanding of what I wanted and what kind of worked for me. And then Kasdan was, was coming to the situation just new, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and. and Oh, I can't wait to hear more about that. Let's, let's uh, take a break here. And I want to, we're going to come back and we're going to talk more about how they came into this differently and how they figured that out. Okay, so you come into this hot off a relationship, a Christmas breakup, which is, I mean, just my heart just hurts. Christmas breakups are the worst. And coming into the new year, feeling fresh and ready to go, sliding into each other's DMs, chatting it up. He asks you out and he's had dating experience, but not necessarily girlfriend experience. Mm -hmm. So she's throwing you curveballs those first three weeks. Tell us a little bit more about what that was like for you. Um, well, I mean, like we went on our first date and then literally hung out or went on a date or did something together for the next like 30 days straight. Like, okay, without so missing. who's asking who though? Like, how are we it staying was very, in touch? I feel like it was very organic. Like the, the second day we went on our first date, the second day I was like, okay, is it crazy? I want to see you again tonight. Like, so you texted her. Yeah. I was like, is it too okay. soon? Or, mm-hmm. you know, I'd love to see you. I again. love the check-in. And Savvy's like, well, I'd love to, I have another date tonight. <laughs> yeah. girl. Um, <laughs> you know, so she goes on another date and I was like, well, yeah, if it, you know, if you're down to hang out afterwards Did or you whatever, hide in the like, bushes for the date. Let for me her know. Like, no, I was sabotage. like, go do your thing. You know, I know, I know who I am. Like, you want to go on a date with me after? You're, so you sound exactly like my husband. He's like, so she, I'm the one that won. <laughs> yeah. Right. So she goes on the date and then ends up leaving the date and then texts me. And so we ended up hanging out that night, and um, it was it was you know a lot of fun. And then we hung out for literally like the next 28 days straight. Um, we. I was, it was, it was really interesting because up to this point in time, I had never talked to just one girl at a time. I'd never had any situation of like, wow, I want to date this girl or like, wow, this is, I want to know, like pursue this. So it was all new for me from that perspective. Um, Savvy, you know, had definitely had other experience of, of committed relationships and, and longer term relationships, which was um, good because you know, she was able to kind of guide us through that a little bit. Um, I'm wondering what, what was it about this, the relationship you had with her, like that made you maybe more curious or more, have a more stronger desire to get to know her. Honestly, it was, it just clicked. Like it just, it just did. It Mm -hmm. didn't feel forced. It didn't feel 
Um, it wasn't like I had like this internal debate of like, is she the one? Is she the one that I want to focus? Is it worth the time? Am I going to marry this girl? It was like, for me, it was like, I, I just want to see if this has potential. Yeah. I'm just going to kind of chuck those long-term questions and just be like, I see this. I feel like this is a really important point because when people ask those really long-term questions at this point, they can put that pressure on themselves and it becomes less organic because they're just trying to, I don't know, navigate the minefield and not mess it up. Yeah. Versus just being like, I just like them and I want to keep seeing them. I don't want it to stop. Yeah. Well, and another thing I think he he's mentioned that he struggled with was like games, like people were playing games and and that's hard in dating. You know, Mm -hmm. you are insecure and you're trying to like figure out if people are if you're into somebody and if someone's into you. Um, But we were honest, like I was into him, you know, I wasn't going to like withhold that or like you know play around that what is that because i swear to you in utah like your dating status or how you feel about someone is this big mystery that people really hold close or they let it out of the gate way fast and the other person runs Mm. and it's just it doesn't get a chance to build organically because people are trying to keep it really close and i don't really get that well i feel like i feel like savvy and i were one of one of the first generations where social media and like dating apps were very prevalent, right? Mm-hmm. And more, I mean, Utah more than anything, you've got like seven dating apps, three different social media platforms, you mm-hmm. know? So when you meet somebody, always in the back of your mind, it's like, is the grass greener somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Or what about this person that I was starting to connect with in a different place? Or what about this? Or what about that? Or what about this? So I feel like right now more than ever, it's like you are constantly comparing yourself. You're comparing this person you're on a date with. You're comparing this person you're thinking about going on a date with, with all these other options that aren't even real options. It's mm-hmm. like, they're, they're literally people that you maybe never even met or mm-hmm. they're one, you met them one time and this, that, or whatever. Because like, for me, it's like, I can guarantee you Savvy could find somebody that is, uh, is softer than me, is kinder than me, is, more intelligent than me is funnier than like whatever it is. Not like, funnier. Sh- he's pretty funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but my point is just, I feel like right now more than ever, it's like the grass is not always greener. Like mm-hmm. just enjoy, be present, enjoy where you're at. Mm-hmm. It's worth, it's worth exploring. And when you know it's not right, it's not right. But in, until it's not right, it doesn't mean that there's something that's wrong and mm-hmm. until it's not right. Like keep giving it a chance because it really comes down to making decisions. And are you, are you in for it? Are you not? Um, and for us, it was, you know, we, we progressed at very different speeds in our relationship, but the biggest thing about it was we just communicated through it. You mm-hmm. know, like she told me that she loved me <laughs> two weeks in. We weren't I think even I need to tap into way. the conversation I love this. Here. <laughs> No, that's true. That's fact. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, and for me, you know, cause we were experiencing this in such different ways, you know, Kasdan was like, wow, this, I kind of want to only date one person for the first time ever. He was like had met, reached out to some other girls that he was talking to. And was like, you know, I, I have found somebody that I do want to pursue. Um, and so that was his, his experience. And for me, um, it was, my other relationship was fresh, but I, it made it so clear, like the qualities in Kasdan that I just, that meant so much to me and that I did know that I wanted and um, needed in a partner. And he made me a priority, like from the very beginning, um, he made time to see me during the day. He made an effort to check in and make me feel cared about. And that spoke volumes to me that he, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, was busy like a college Mm -hmm. athlete and made time to check in and to, you know, just keep that momentum and, and just. Well, it sounds like he also genuinely cared about 
your well-being and <clears throat> who you are as a person yes. and your happiness. And that's one of those key things that when you find in, in a friendship, that's just something that you really cherish. But especially if it's a romantic interest, the safety that you can find there creates that opportunity to be vulnerable and say, well, I'm, I'm happy to share with you how I feel. Right. And any experience that you had in dating um, is is really great for your next relationship. Like there's never a failure or a wasted time because you really, say it again, girl, say it again. Yeah, You're never <clears throat> wasting your time. You really aren't because you learn something. And every relationship that I had taught me, you know, another quality that I wanted in my person. And then it made it so easy for me to see those qualities in Kasdan. And that's what's important. Like, I think a lot of times you're trying to see if you groove and if you vibe and if there's chemistry and all these things that are really important. Um, but I kind of honed in and organized my thoughts of like, I really need somebody who makes me a priority. And I really, really want somebody who has a good heart. And and this is how, you know, you show that you have a good heart. And um, one of the other ones is that he, he keeps his commitments, which mm-hmm. was so huge to me. Um, he had a really good schedule of, you know, going to the temple. And and for me, it just spoke really loud that he could, you know, voice something that he wanted to accomplish and then he stuck to it. Um, that is huge in a relationship and in marriage, especially somebody that can, you know, have discipline and mm-hmm. stick to their commitments. And I could tell he took that seriously. Um, and so for me, like it was magnetic, like those first couple of weeks, as, as much as I was probably thro- throwing him curveballs because I was so just I was letting it happen and and this relationship was building and it was beautiful and I wasn't going to put any pressure on it so I never had any um moments of anxiety or anything um about my relationship in those first three weeks like it was just magic and we were building and um really just happy and so literally two weeks in I I told him I loved him because I did I was like and the way I said it I said I love you in like a two weeks kind of way because it was it was still you new said, like, no, that was the phrase. she loved me no. <laughs> I said in like a two week no, kind no. of way and I just said because it's growing you know and I don't want to like freak you out but I do that's where I'm at you know and so I'm giving him all these um you know notions that I'm totally comfortable with this relationship and I hadn't really even opened up to him about the, the past relationship either just like letting this be and um of course we're getting you know gaining some momentum and he wants to ask me to be his girlfriend um, but for me, I'm just like letting it happen and like not putting any pressure on it. And so um, it was really uh, funny when he asked me to be his girlfriend. Not funny. <laughs> it was not funny. What I'm happened? Like, well, I'm like thinking, I'm like thinking when you ask somebody to be your girlfriend, it's got to be like prom, you know, like am I doing a poster board? Am I putting, you know, candy bars on it? No, because I'd never done it. Uh-huh. So then I'm like super nervous about it, whatever. So I ask her to be, I ask her like, we went to Park City to celebrate her friends that had just gotten engaged. And as we were driving home, I was just like, so, you know, your friends just took a step in their relationship. Like, what do you think about taking a step in ours? And she's like all flirty, like, well, just ask me, what are you saying? Well, what are you saying? And I was like, you know what I mean? You know, we'll say it. We'll say it. So then I was like, okay, I, I do you want to be my girlfriend? All fun and games until I heard, until I heard girlfriend, because I said, my what like I, I just immediately started processing it and I said oh and then he said so this means we either get married or we break up and I spiraled like the it was like a trigger and a trauma Wait, you said that or he said that um oh, I said. said that I said this means like he asked me to be his girlfriend and I said this either means we get married or we break up because I had just gone through this this mm. fresh breakup and I did see it as like whoa this is exciting but we either get married that's just the reality of it like you get married or you break up 
And I spiraled in anxiety and just, it really was like a physical response to what I had gone through that caught up to me that I hadn't really focused on at all. And it just been in the magic of the moment. And I, it was something about the word too, like girlfriend that just, and so this is where I say to those listening that if you have, you know, if the, the first date or if the first, when he asks you to be his girlfriend, if it doesn't go like in the picture book, you know, way, fairy tale way that you would hope. Um, that seems like the great happily ever after story, like it can still be successful because it was, it was really hard. And that drive home from park city was not fun. It was scary for Kasdan. He was like, I've never asked a girl to be my girlfriend before. And she's like literally having an anxiety attack. And I was, I really liked him and I really did want to date him, but I was going through so much like personally And so for us, it took a moment of, you know, when we drove back, taking a step away. And I said, I do really care for you. And I really do like you. And, um, and so we ended up saying, just remember, she's already told me she loves me at this (laughs) point. I love you, but I really just don't know if I can be your girlfriend. (laughs) I'm like, what is going on? So I'm like, even I'm in my feels, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, okay, dating is not for me. Like, I'll just go back to bachelor life you know but then it it turned out to it worked out because then we were able to talk like the next day um but i feel like with all the curveballs quote unquote it just really comes down to like everyone has different experiences Mm -hmm. and really like at any of those moments i could have used them or seen them as like whoa red flag yellow flag you know like she Mm -hmm. told me she loves me after two weeks like okay, this is crazy. This is too much. But it wasn't that. It was like she'd been through very different experiences than me. So it was more of like, wow, I appreciate that. Like, thank you for telling me that. I've Mm -hmm. never said I love you to a girl before. So I'm not there yet. You know, Mm -hmm. like, so she right there could have seen that as a red flag, yellow Mm -hmm. flag and been like, oh, he's not going to say it back. Then he doesn't feel the same way. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want this the same that I do. He's not ready for this kind of Mm -hmm. commitment, yada, yada, yada. And she could have left. Mm-hmm. But it really just came down to like, just you have to give each other the grace of of that everyone has right. a different experience. Everyone's been through different things. Everyone processes. Well, and I things think sometimes the words mean something different. I, I'm I'm hearing in this story that girlfriend for you probably had a pretty different meaning, yeah. and it maybe wasn't as um, positive yeah. as it would have been, and you would have experienced with with him. But like. In the past, it wasn't. And so maybe the, it wasn't being exclusive to him, but it was just, oh, my gosh, the word. we have to figure out what this means to you yeah. <clears throat> because it's a trigger word. Yeah. You know, but I also want to say I, I really want people to use the phrases boyfriend and girlfriend because I think that it's a rite of passage. It entitles you to a lot of um, commitment feelings that will come up. And space that you enter into each other's lives, uh, conversations that need to happen. I think it's an important step. And also it's the next step so that you can do your homework to decide if you want to get married. Mm-hmm. And I, I think sometimes people look at the boyfriend-girlfriend stage as equivalent to being mm-hmm. engaged. And it's not. No. It's just the space that you go to figure out if that's what's going to happen. Yeah. My biggest, my biggest piece of advice is just see it through. Like, see it through. Maybe go through a couple of challenges together, a couple bumps in the road, because you do learn as you go through it. And those are the moments that you connect mm-hmm. and that you grow, you know, as a, as a couple. And in, when you're dating, like those are the things that are telling, like, can we get through challenging times together? Can we get through these real life feelings of anxiety and stress, you know? And, and that over time brings you peace and comfort in your relationship of like this, 
can be my person because they've seen the good, the bad, they've gone mm-hmm. through the hard. And so like my biggest piece of advice is just just see it through. Be patient with yourself. Give it give it some time, give it some experience and give yourself like I love that Kazan said grace to um you know show up as your real self who has tri- you know trials and troubles and struggles and and see how you you know can work together. So I'm curious did you were you able to say at the time like this gives me a lot of anxiety. Can we talk about <laughs> no, it later? No. no I had like, no, it was like full tears. I had oh. no idea what was happening. Like it was a, a physical response. Yeah. Um, of and so you know her well enough at this point to go, I don't know if this is about me or something else, but I, I'm not going to. I like, I really had no idea what was going on. Like it was really like, and then after I asked her and like this started to happen, it was like, no, like, okay, if it's, if this is too soon, like we don't have to, yeah. you know, like we'll figure it out if you want to. And again, so telling of who he is. Like, I know him better now too, and and it was probably really freaked him out. Like, whoa! Like, I just asked my a, a girl for the first time to be my girlfriend, and this was not the response I thought. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he did, he said all of those things. Like, you know, we can take it slow. We don't have to. Like, I I do really like you, and we can see and and just giving you space to process. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and it and we did. It wasn't like we woke up the next day and. And I was so worried, like, oh, I ruined everything. It was like we carried on. I saw him again at school. It was a, it was a brutal drive home, though. Oh, yeah, it was. Like, oh, it, really, it. it really was. Like, it, I wanted to crawl out of my skin. She was, you know, very emotional. Oh. And it was 40 minutes home from Park City, you know, like, <laughs> through the canyons. It was great. Like, nice weather. Yeah. But I love that part of our story because it really was so telling of, like, he was, he was patient and he wasn't, he didn't run and he didn't. You know, like we carried on, like, mm-hmm. and I think that really is so telling. And then in our relationship after that, it was, you know, that was coming up a little bit more for me of those anxieties and things that had gone on in my past relationship. They kind of came to the surface. And um, while it was such a different experience for Kazan, because he couldn't relate like at all, he gave me the space to um, mm-hmm. process through all of that and, you know, have to heal from some of those things that were so hurtful and it ended so abruptly. Um, and I did end up meeting up with that person that I had dated in person. And, um, I don't know, like, I, I feel really lucky that I was in a situation with Kasdan where he like was patient and allowed me that because the, you know, this other person apologized to me and said, I should have never said these things like that wasn't Mm -hmm. true. And, and, um, and that was really healing for me and I was able to just move on from Mm -hmm. it, you know, but some people could have been like jealous or like not allowed that or you know really um rigid and i really am grateful that like kasdan was so he had that like respect for me that i needed well to it's it that. seems to me that it's you know it's it's called secure attachment in psychology mm-hmm. which i'm sure you know but it's just the space where we're saying like i love you yeah. i love you as a person and if i'm not the person for you or i can't make you happy then i want you to be happy and it's hard because it seems a little bit self-sacrificing and you don't know but ultimately, you need to allow that to happen in order for them to feel safe with you. Yeah. So I love that. Well, and one thing that was huge for me is I had to get to the point where um, when uh, in terms of, you know, we either get married or we break up. I, I had to accept that. Yeah. Like I'm going into this relationship and it could work out and it could we could get married um, or we could break up. And and I feel like give, allowing myself to accept that reality Um and it seems so scary, right? You're like scared of both of those things and you're scared of accepting that either of those scary things could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it helped me like actually feel loved by Kasdan because every day that he did choose to be with me, 
was um, and freely, like not that I was putting so much stress or like angst on the relationship mm-hmm. and pressure on the relationship. The fact that um, he chose me every day and I allowed that choice, you mm-hmm. know, um, yes, I let really them love me. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it was much more meaningful. And so I think that is such a hard concept to grasp, mm-hmm. but it's like give the other person space and the freedom to choose mm-hmm. because that'll be meaningful mm-hmm. when they do choose you mm-hmm. rather than putting the pressure on it and being really, you know, I don't know, kind of scared and anxious, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Absolutely. No, I love this. This has given us really good insight into what it was like for you guys to make that transition. Uh, I want to take a break and then come back and talk about the wedding. Because <laughs> guess what? Spoiler alert, they got married. <laughs> Welcome back. We are going to hear now about how they made the decision to get married. And my very first question off the bat is, did you get a lot of pressure from other people being like, well, you should know by now. You should get married by now. You should make the choice by now. Because I feel like when it hits about three months, everyone's in your business about that. <laughs> I think three months is the the time that you do kind of know, OK, like I really like this person and we're, we're kind of grooving or like oh, maybe, you know, this isn't quite working out. And so we hit, we know we hit three months and four months and all these things. And um, we were really still like learning about, like, I feel like it was such a learning period for us. We learned every single month, you know, and us having such different backgrounds, there were some hurdles to, you know, overcome and to go through. And um, Well, I I think, I think that there's some very true, some very true reality that in Utah, we rush things. Mm Mm-hmm. We really do. Say right? it again, man. Say it again. <laughs> we, we really rush things, which puts us in a very interesting situation when you're engaged after that, and especially when you get married, right? So, so Savvy, I needed a lot more time than Savvy did. I was still processing through, you know, like the first six months were great. Like we were dating. It was super exciting. But then really when it started to get more serious and the conversation started to come up of like, what would a family look like with us? Or like, is like, are we wanting to move forward and start thinking about marriage? Like, is like, are we on the same page there? Like I had a whole slew of, of like insecurities and things come up for me of like, am I ready for a commitment like this? Am I ready to get engaged? Am I ready to be married? And it, honestly, it wasn't ever even for me, like, is Savvy the right girl for me? It was way more about like me processing through like, holy cow, like this is a huge jump. I got six months ago, I'd never even had a girlfriend. And now I'm thinking about like, this is, I, this is one person for the rest of forever. Like, this is crazy. Am I ready for this? And so once again, like that was, a, that was a time where Savvy had to give me space because there was like, you talk like, there was li- probably no one in our life that was like, you guys need to get married already. Or when are you going to get engaged? But like, I mean, there was conversations that Savvy, like kind of put the pressure on me a little bit, but it wasn't like, when are you going to propose to me or anything like that? It was like, it was like at some point you're going to have to make a decision. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't like, she's like, I'm here. Like I'm being patient. Like I love you. And at this point I I knew that I loved her as well, but I was still like, I'm just like, it's so much like, this is such a big decision. Did you feel like there was some kind of a expectation of where you thought you would be in your life before you got married or tell me a little bit more Um, about your process? I don't know. I think that you always have like, I guess a vision or a, a an like you imagine like oh it's going to be like this and we'll never fight we'll never fight when we're dating because if I fight someone when we're dating 
it's just doomed right off the get-go. I don't know why people think that. You know? Yeah. But I mean, like, that's kind of what I went into. So I was like, we're fighting. Like, we can't we can't be ready to get married people if we're are, still fighting. People are afraid of, of marriage, you know, because a lot of them fail. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, is, like, I think that they're afraid in, in dating that if you're fighting, like, that it's not going to be successful. Yeah, people are definitely looking <clears throat> for the signs that it's going to fail. Yeah, but I just mm-hmm. seriously want to, like, cancel that. That's a myth. Mm-hmm. Like, we fought a ton during dating. Like, same. And it was and it was healthy. Like mm-hmm. we needed to learn those things that were like those those spots for us where we needed to learn how to work together, you know, and the differences. And we went into, you know, getting engaged and getting ma- married, like fully aware mm-hmm. <laughs> of our differences. And and I'm grateful that we kind of because I mean, we, we dated for a full year. Mm-hmm. So it was December. We end of December. We started dating early January and then we got engaged early middle of December of the next year. Mm-hmm. So it was a full year that we dated. A basketball played into that quite a bit because my life was dominated for 10 months out of the year. So it was like, holy cow, if we don't hurry and push this and jump the gun and get married in five months since we started dating, we have to wait another year. Like we mm-hmm. have to wait for summer to come back around again. So that's kind of what happened is there was this, this holy cow, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready, but I love her. So let's order a ring, but I don't know. I'm already, am I ready? And then you know, fast forward. And it was really just like, let things go the way they're supposed to go. You really do have to like, like surrender to, mm-hmm. to the, the story uh, that's meant to be for you. Like, mm-hmm. I think if you feel like you're forcing things, that's not quite going to work, you know? Well, yeah. And it just, <clears throat> it speaks to the emotional process that everybody has to go through. And sometimes we don't really want our partner to go through an emotional process. We just want them to be on the same page that we are. Yeah. But this is that well, one of the first times that you're going to do that because it's going to happen again. I mean, you just bought your first mm-hmm. house. I'm sure maybe when you decided on a dog and, yeah. you know, moving to Hawaii and things like this, like you're wanting to be on the same page at the same time, but you also have to respect each other's processes. And yeah, it can be, it can be, painful. you really do. And for me, like he mentioned, like I, it wasn't that I, it wasn't even marriage that was like pressing for me. But you get to the point where you want to have that security of like, are we working for the same thing? Like, it's mm-hmm. not even the timeline. It's just like, hey, are we like, is this the goal? We're going towards. Yeah. This, are right? we going towards mm-hmm. this? And and so I do think that that decision right there, like Kazan said, um, does does um, affect a lot of things in your relationship, because if you've made that decision, it's not necessarily like, we're going to get engaged at this time or we're, you know, but it's like I'm committed to this person. And it deter- it really does affect everything else as far as the fights that you pick. Mm-hmm. Like if you are one foot in, one foot out, and you maybe are going to think you might break up someday, like you're picking stupid fights and you're not coming together, you're not compromising. But if you like step both feet in and you're like, we're going to, we're going to figure this out. Like we're, I'm actually committed to try to figure yeah. out a solution to this problem rather than just keep fighting about it because you still have the option of getting out. That I think um, a lot of couples struggle with. Is well, like, I mean, I think we even did for, oh, for, a, sure. for a little bit, you know, like it was never like, like our whole year that we dated, we weren't all 100%. This is this is our goal. We're doing this forever. You know, for me, this is my first relationship. So I'm kind of debating at the same time, like we're fighting a lot. Like it, it could be as simple as like, we're done. Like, but then I was like, holy cow, it makes me sick to think about being done with savvy. I literally made me like super sad and emotional even though I was so annoyed and I wanted, and we were fighting and I was just like, Oh my gosh, this freaking girl at the same time. Like it would make me so sad and so sick to my stomach to think about like not actually being with her. Neither of us could like fathom like losing each other. We never yeah. we really could never break up. Like sometimes it, the question is more about like, 
are you done with them? Are you done? Yeah. And there lies your commitment. If you're like, no, absolutely not. I don't want them to go away. Then you're like, well, then you're committed, bro. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, really. And I think, I mean, and then, you know, fast forward a year, we, we ended up getting engaged and it was like, holy cow, we're doing this. This is so exciting. So, yeah, real quick. What made you transition what, or what helped you? Well, I mean, I, I mean, I have a lot of faith. I, you know, I have a, I have a strong testimony of Jesus Christ and, and prayer and all those things. But I have never been someone in my entire life that gets like very illuminating answers to prayers, right? Like I've never had an experience of like, yes, this is right for you or yes, you should do this, this, that or whatever. So for me, it was like it got to the point where I was like, I was living my life the way I should have been. I was living my life and, and doing my absolute best. So I got to the point where I was like, it's time for me to make a decision. Like, am I doing this or am I not? And then I was just, once I had made the decision, I felt at peace with the decision. And then we, you know, I proposed in December, we got engaged. It was super, super fun. Um, it's a beautiful time of year. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was great. And then, uh, fast forward, we were supposed to get married in, in May of 2020, but dun, the, dun, the, dun. Stupid, <laughs> the, the stupid pandemic had other plans for us. So we, uh, we were in Las Vegas for the WAC basketball tournament. I was still playing for UVU and our whole conference tournament end of end of year, what you work your whole year for was canceled. Oh. So we're just hanging out in Las Vegas cause she was there for the cheer team and, and you know, to be there as well. And like cheers canceled, basketball is canceled, school is canceled. School is canceled. <laughs> like churches are starting to talk about, you know, closing down or going to zoom. And like, while we're in Vegas, it's like March 10th. So it's like March 10th. And we're like, like, should we just shotgun wedding this, this weekend in Vegas? Like, should we go? Oh yeah. You know, like really, like I was joking, but kind of serious. Like I was like, should we just go drive through somewhere and like at least get married before? And I was like, no, our wedding's going to happen. Like this is not going to last, you know? And, and it was hard because as the days went on, it was like the reality of our wedding happening in May was just slipping away. Like it wasn't oh, going to happen. That was so, so then it was like And it 10th? was really hard. It, like it was hard to accept yeah, it was crazy. That, that it was going to look different and that it, everything was out of our control. And, and I was still like was holding on. No, our wedding's going to happen. Our wedding's going to happen. And we actually, we came home from Vegas and. Um, we came home from Vegas on like the 13th. These dates do matter because or the fifth, the fourteenth. Because well, didn't everything shut down? Like yeah, yeah. we came home on the fourteenth or something, and it was like the fourteenth. They started announcing that temples are going like you can only have certain number of people in temples now at a time or in churches at a time, and social distancing is starting to be a thing. And then it's like the fifteenth. They announce like oh, there's closures of temples in different countries throughout the world. We and like so, took our engagement pictures. We're still planning on our wedding. In and, oh yeah, in May. In yeah. May we're supposed to get. And so it it just things keep happening. And so on. Um, and Kazan was so patient because I do feel like he was really. It's so interesting. Like we really did need each other and our individual process of dealing with things because I kind of saw things through at the beginning when you know he was learning how to be in a relationship. Um, and I have felt a lot of peace, you know, and didn't feel like I put pr pressure on it. Um, at this time, Kasdan was the one that felt at complete peace with getting married and moving our wedding date up. And he had no anxiety, like literally none. I felt like I could look to him, even though things were chaotic for me. And he was like the one solid. And um, on March 18th, we ended up calling the temple um, and rescheduling. We called and asked if we could get sailed on March 20th. 
Oh my glory. And two so days. that two was days. two days. Bless your heart. That they so said she got yes. endowed on Thursday. We oh got married goodness. on Friday. Oh. And we called all of our family and we said, if you can make it, we're getting married on Friday. And it was really crazy because the temples closed um, five days later. Oh, and wow. um, we were able to, you know, get married and get sealed and, and all of that in such a crazy time. And, and so, yeah, it was a really special story. It was really um, well, then, like, only about our wedding. Like a yeah. lot of times yeah. weddings can get to be about who's there and the colors and the details. Which and, I did not care about at all, right? Like, Typical. No, I, was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, this reception, whatever. You're like, wait a minute, we don't know? have to plan a wedding? Yeah, I yes. Was like, but the thing was, is we'd already planned it all. So it was yeah. like, we already knew where it was going to happen, what it was going to be, what our colors were, blah, 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 booked the venue, did this, did that. But for me, I was like, okay, we have to look at this as big picture here. Like, we mm -hmm. have no idea how long this thing is going to last. Everyone is screaming and crying and, <laughs> oh my gosh, the world's going to end. But I was like, if this is the case and it's going to be something that lasts for any sort of duration, like, let's do this. Like, we've already decided that we love each other, that we're going to get married. And I was like, I would much rather go into this pandemic that's coming. Little did you know you're going to get into your newlywed year in a lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Seriously. Was, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was really grateful. Um, I was really grateful for the solid, like Kasdan being a solid for me. And Do you feel like you still got what you were, were hoping for in terms of the wedding sure, day? There are for sure like hard things that just you'll never get back. You know, like I am from a blended family, so I really looked forward to having all of my family there, um, which with two days notice is hard for yeah. everybody to come in. It just looked different. Um, and so there are for sure some things that are difficult. And I mean, we anyone were only allowed to have eight people in the temple oh with us. Oh my goodness. You well, and anyone listening, like everyone was affected by COVID in some way, you know, and there's some, some things that just suck. Like they just mm -hmm. suck. And so it's, it's um, actually kind of healing to marrying not, you didn't suck. That didn't suck. <laughs> but it's like, you don't have to sugarcoat things and always put a positive spin on it because this is something for us. There were just some aspects that just weren't the best, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but we do choose to look at a lot of the the good that came of it. And we have such a unique story mm -hmm. um, and a unique relationship that I'm, I'm really grateful for. Oh, this has just been so beautiful. And I just, uh, I want to throw in there, no matter when you get married, no matter what it looks like, you're always going to have something that you're like, why did I do that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. just so kidding. I, I remember after our wedding, I'm like, why did I pick those better pieces? I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, why am I worried about that stupid thing? But yeah. the Focus point is the that, wedding, yeah, the, the actual... point is that you, you pick each other and that's the day that you get to celebrate it. Yeah. All right. We're going to come right back and I want to hear more from you guys about why marriage is awesome. <laughs> Welcome back. So tell us about marriage. Tell us why it rocks. <laughs> tell us what it's like. We did start our marriage in the pandemic, like we said. And so we got to spend a lot of time together. Um, and we went through all the stress together, you know, and learned that each of us handle stress very differently. Um, and a lot of times in the moment, like it's hard, you know, in the moment it's, it is, it's, it can be hard. And so any part of us saying how amazing marriage is like there's not going to be hard um but when you go through the hard with somebody and you learn how to support each other and um like letting somebody have a front row seat to like your real life is really vulnerable and yeah. hard and they don't they it's not always it's not picture perfect like mm -hmm. you're not putting on a show and so that's actually such if you think about it like such a deeper love mm -hmm. you know to like let somebody into your life that way 
um, and they still like love you and want to be with you is really, really special. I think, Mm -hmm. um, you know, your idea of marriage grows a lot as you, as you get older and as you experience things, you know, I had a certain idea of what marriage was when I was dating. I had a certain idea of marriage when I met Kasdan and then when we got engaged and when we got married, but it just continues to evolve and become even in even deeper mm-hmm. um and i'm so just grateful to have a person to go through life with like mm-hmm. the good and the bad you just said the exact phrase that i use all the time yeah. this is why you're awesome but i really say like you're just picking someone to go through life mm-hmm. with and when you pick someone that you genuinely admire and that you also have fun with it makes life so much more fun and you are willing to show up and be vulnerable because Sometimes your vulnerability is something that they think is adorable. Sometimes it's annoying, (laughs) but you know, vice versa. It's, it's just being able to go through it with someone who truly sees you and brings out the best in you. Yeah. And to grow through Mm -hmm. it with you because you do, you're constantly growing. And that's a big part of marriage too, is that you meet somebody that has different strengths than you, has different weaknesses than you. And so, um, I'm really grateful that Kasdan pushes me to be Mm -hmm. my best and he, pushes me to think differently and to be more, more patient and to be, um, you know, continue to stand up for things that I believe in. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm just really grateful for our differences and the, the fact that we do get to grow. Like, I know that's hard because it can be tough to be pushed out of your comfort zone and kind of be challenged. Um, but I wouldn't trade that aspect of our marriage for, for anything because I am growing to be, you know, better version of myself. And I just think of the alternative and um, like I would just be stagnant. And also my life would be so much less fun. Like I um, one of my qualities that isn't as strong as Kazan's is humor. (laughs) And he really does bring like such a lighthearted, you know, aspect that I need in my life Mm -hmm. to sometimes just not take things so seriously and um, just be be silly. Like he has a really great sense of humor that I'm really grateful for. One thing that I, I noticed that you were talking about is just how, you know, you want the challenges. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I hope is conveyed. The reason that you put yourself through the hell of dating and the highs and lows and things are because you're trying to transition to that next space. And in transitioning to the next space in a relationship, we sometimes get the idea that it's just going to be this magical carpet ride and, you know, a whole new world. <laughs> but in reality, it's it's going to give you highs and lows and it's going to push you and help you to grow um it does feel way less hard than some other things in life Mm -hmm. but you don't go into it thinking it's just going to be um perfect on that note i wanted to kind of i didn't prep you for this question so Mm -hmm. feel free to pause and think about it if you need to but i wanted to ask both of you guys um there's this uh experience that people have to go through in dating um, and especially into marriage it's called differentiation where you kind of learn that they are their own person and I am my own person and yet we're together. And people get really hung up, single people get really hung up on, well, I would never do that, so I can't be with them because they do that. Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. Tell me what that's like. Well, I mean, I don't think you have a better example of that than Savvy and I. Like we love the crap out of each other, but we are very different people, very mm-hmm. different. I I came from a very competitive, very... um you know, taking jabs at each other, poking fun. That's like, like I have this weird love language of like sarcasm is your love language. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, like very different than what's than than who Savvy is as a person, who she is, what how she feels love, and 
you know, so like we are very different in a lot of ways, but I mean, you know, something that I was listening to in a podcast just a couple of days ago, it was talking about synergistic equity, mm-hmm. equality, synergistic equality in a marriage mm-hmm. about there's two individuals that are part of this team. Each individual has strengths, talents, talents, weaknesses, all, you know, the list goes on and on, but the, the synergistic equality in our marriage is about, we have a goal of keeping our house clean. What can I bring to the table to make that happen? What can Savvy bring to the table to make that happen? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, what's natural to me is like, it's, it's like competitive equality where it's like, I did this, so you have to do that. It's like <laughs> keeping score. It's weighing that I did this, so you do that. Or uh, because I did this, you have to do that. And I feel like that's been a big thing for me as of, as of lately is trying to, to think about things differently of like, we want Christ to be a focus in our home. Like, how can I help that happen? How can Savvy help that happen? Mm-hmm. Not like I'm doing this, so now you have to do that in order for this goal to happen. It's more of a just coming together and trying, trying our best every day because the reality is you come into a marriage, you're still individuals that have strengths and weaknesses who commit sins, who, who, who fall, who try their best, you know? So like being there and seeing that in the other person is another step of you having to really open up and have grace and love that person, even when they're driving you freaking crazy, you know, Mm -hmm. and loving them when you really, really want to slam the door and be, be done. This is really just preparing you for parenthood. Yeah. It's like, I I love you so much. And you're also driving me crazy. You're always (laughs) on this line. Like when you're, you know, single, you're preparing to be in a relationship when you're in a relationship, then you're preparing to be married when you're married. It's like, you're always on this, you know, continual journey of, of learning and being challenged. But on the topic of differentiation, like it's tough. Like you Mm -hmm. face it when you're dating, it's hard. And when you're married, like you're still learning. And I, we are definitely not perfect at it it is difficult to accept that like your person's going to be different than you you're not going to agree on everything you're going to come from completely different um you know thought processes and like Mm -hmm. you have a totally different different background um but i do love that one thing we've talked about in in therapy is like kind of distancing yourself from feeling the angst and this and the all the emotions about it and really just trying to view it for what it is Mm -hmm. that one person has their whole life that they've lived so far that they're bringing, you know, experience and expectations and um, per- their personality and who they are and what they enjoy and all their interests to the table. And the other person has the, is bringing the same thing of their different experience and their different interests mm-hmm. and their different passions to the table. And so it's just, you know, how do we um, and that's accepting that like mm-hmm. we're both going to be different. And then it's accepting to, you know, meet together in the middle and and try to. You know, and it, and it's like beautiful. I feel like that's what makes life good is that we're, is that we're different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really beautiful, but it's hard. You know, <laughs> like it really is, mm-hmm. and it causes fights, but mm-hmm. then it also causes growth. You know, it, but I think that the the key point with fighting is that do you get to the repair? Because the repair, you know, that's where you come in closer, and you just kind of say like, "Wow, even though we're different and we do fight, I find relief with you." Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. sometimes that's where the differences are the most valuable because. You you don't necessarily always have to repair with someone who thinks exactly like you, but there's not a lot of growth there. And and it's okay. Like when it comes to parenting, I'm like, Kazan's going to bring certain strengths to the table that I don't have those strengths. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna bring different strengths to the table that, you know, maybe aren't his strengths. Mm-hmm. And so it's like don't try to force each other to be the same because mm-hmm. you're what make 
one thing that was really special in it and something that we rely on a lot is um, when we did get married, uh, what was shared with us is that we are uniquely special and uniquely different. And um, so for us, like, I think we always try to come back to like when we're butting heads and our differences, you know, are getting the best of us. It's like we're meant to be different and we are uniquely different and uniquely special. And um, we need to honor those differences because it really is going to serve us in our relationship. Yeah, I think that's where you kind of come into the hour. What does our team look Mm -hmm. like? Because, you know, coming together as a team, you're trying to figure out how how to how to play the, the game of life and do life together. Um, but yeah, I, this has just been so meaningful for me. I really appreciate this. It's nice to be able to meet people who are like-minded and enjoy marriage. And I really appreciate you taking the time to come. Uh, just before, before we close out here, is there anything that you would like or things, I guess that you would like my audience to know about navigating those single years? (laughs) Have fun. That's my thing. <laughs> Have fun. Don't take it too seriously. When it's right, it's right. Um, guys, have respect. Don't be D-bags. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Because if you are, you don't deserve the girl you think you deserve. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just say, like, trust. Like, it's so hard because you're, you're in this place where you're trying to be your best self and you're mm-hmm. trying to search and you're trying to do all these right things to put you in the right place to, you know, meet your person but so such a big part of it that I do believe is there just aren't aren't coincidences like there mm-hmm. is a plan and you can work out with a bunch of different a, a lot of different people. They're not just one person that you're searching for out there. But like like God's got your back like it's mm-hmm. going to work out and and like just keep pressing on trusting in the process um, and like loving like loving yourself, I think, mm-hmm. is a huge part of it, too, because um like you're preparing to love somebody else. And so it's like, show that love to yourself, prepare your heart to be able to truly love yourself and love somebody else. Um, and it really will all work out how it's supposed to. Like, I just wish I could give a big hug to myself who had doubts and, and struggles and just, cause I know now, like mm-hmm. it all works out. And, and we all, we don't have that perspective when we're in it, you know, mm-hmm. but looking back later and, and everybody's journey is different. Some people get married when they're younger, some people find their person later. Some people, mm-hmm. you know, have, they just have different, a different journey, but um, just trusting that it will all work out because mm-hmm. it will. Well said. And just trust the journey. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Dating Counselor Podcast. I'm Lonnie Harmon, and I am a licensed clinical social worker. I'm on a mission to help singles navigate the modern dating world. You can learn more about my course, Foundations for Modern Dating, at thedatingcounselor.com slash courses. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook at The Dating Counselor or email me at Lonnie, L-O-N-I, at thedatingcounselor.com. You'll find a full list of everything mentioned in this episode in the show notes at thedatingcounselor.com slash podcast. If you have a friend who would enjoy this episode, I would love if you pass it along. And don't forget to follow or subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss out on any of the upcoming episodes. Thank you again for tuning in. See you soon. Welcome back. So tell us about marriage. Tell us why it rocks. (laughs) Tell us what it's like. We did start our marriage in the pandemic, like we said. And so we got to spend a lot of time together. um, And we went through all the stress together, you know, and learned that each of us handle stress very differently. Um, and a lot of times in the moment, like it's hard, you know, in the moment it's, it is, it's, it can be hard. And so any, 
part of us saying how amazing marriage is, like there's not going to be hard. Um, but when you go through the hard with somebody and you learn how to support each other and um, like letting somebody have a front row seat to like your real life is really vulnerable and yeah. hard. And they don't they it's not always it's not picture perfect. Like mm-hmm. you're not putting on a show. And so that's actually such if you think about it, like such a deeper love, mm-hmm. you know, to like let somebody into your life that way. Um, and they still like love you and want mm-hmm. to be with you is really, really special. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, your idea of marriage grows a lot as you, as you get older and as you experience things, you know, I had a certain idea of what marriage was when I was dating. I had a certain idea of marriage when I met Kasdan and then when we got engaged and then when we got married, but it just continues to evolve and become even, in, even deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so just grateful to have a person to go through life with like the good and the bad you just said the exact phrase that i use all the time this is why you're awesome but i really say like you're just picking someone to go through life Mm -hmm. with and when you pick someone that you genuinely admire and that you also have fun with it makes life so much more fun and you are willing to show up and be vulnerable because sometimes your vulnerability is something that they think is adorable sometimes it's annoying yeah (laughs) But, you know, vice versa, it's it's just being able to go through it with someone who truly sees you and brings out the best in you. Yeah. And to grow through mm-hmm. it with you because you do. You're constantly growing. And that's a big part of marriage, too, is that you meet somebody that has different strengths than you, that has different weaknesses than you. And so um, I'm really grateful that Kasdan pushes me to be mm-hmm. my best. And he pushes me to think differently and to be more more patient and to be, um, you know, continue to stand up for things that I believe in. and. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just really grateful for our differences and the the fact that we do get to grow. Like, I know that's hard because it can be tough to be pushed out of your comfort zone and kind of be challenged. Um, but I wouldn't trade that aspect of our marriage for for anything because I am growing to be you know better version of myself. And I just think of the alternative and um, like I would just be stagnant. And also, my life would be so much less fun. Like. I, um, one of my qualities that isn't as strong as Kazan's is humor. And he really does bring like such a lighthearted, um, you know, th- aspect that I need in my life to mm-hmm. sometimes just not take things so seriously and, um, just be, be silly. Like he has a really great sense of humor that I'm really grateful for. One thing that I, I noticed that you were talking about is just how, you know, you want the challenges. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I hope is conveyed the reason that you put yourself through the hell of dating and the highs and lows and things are because you're trying to transition to that next space. And in transitioning to the next space in a relationship, we sometimes get the idea that it's just going to be this magical carpet ride and, you know, a whole new world. <laughs> but in reality, it's, it's going to give you highs and lows and it's going to push you and help you to grow. Um, it does feel way less hard than some other things in life, <laughs> but You don't go into it thinking it's just going to be um, perfect. On that note, I wanted to kind of, I didn't prep you for this question, so feel free to pause and think about it if you need to. But I wanted to ask both of you guys, um, there's this uh, experience that people have to go through in dating um, and especially into marriage. It's called differentiation, where you kind of learn that they are their own person and I am my own person, and yet we're together. And people get really hung up, single people get really hung up on well, I would never do that, so I can't be with them because they do that. Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. Tell me what that's like. Well, I mean, I don't think you have a better example of that than Savvy and I. Like, we 
love the crap out of each other, but we are very different people. Very mm-hmm. different. I I came from a very competitive, very um, you know, taking jabs at each other, poking fun. That's like, like I have this weird love language of like sarcasm is your love language. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, like very different than what than than who Savvy is as a person, who she is, what how she feels love and. You know, it's so like we are very different in a lot of ways, but I mean, you know, something that I was listening to in a podcast just a couple of days ago, it was talking about synergistic equity, mm-hmm. equality, synergistic equality in a marriage mm-hmm. about there's two individuals that are part of this team. Each individual has strengths, talents, talents, weaknesses, all, you know, the list goes on and on, but the, the synergistic equality in our marriage is about we have a goal of keeping our house clean. What can I bring to the table to make that happen? What can Savvy bring to the table to make that happen? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, what's natural to me is like, it's, it's like competitive equality where it's like, I did this, so you have to do that. It's like <laughs> keeping score. It's weighing that I did this, so you do that. Or uh, because I did this, you have to do that. And I feel like that's been a big thing for me as of as of lately is trying to to think about things differently of like we want christ to be a focus in our home like how can i help that happen how can savvy help that happen Mm -hmm. not like i'm doing this so now you have to do that in order for this goal to happen it's more of a just coming together and trying trying our best every day because the reality is you come into a marriage you're still individuals that have strengths and weaknesses who commit sins, who, who, who fall, who try their best, you know? So like being there and seeing that in the other person is another step of you having to really open up and have grace and love that person, even when they're driving you freaking crazy, you know, Mm -hmm. and loving them when you really, really want to slam the door and be, be done. This is really just preparing you for parenthood. Yeah. It's like, I I love you so much. And you're also driving me crazy. You're always (laughs) on this line. Like when you're, you know, single, you're preparing to be in a relationship when you're in a relationship, then you're preparing to be married when you're married. It's like, you're always on this, you know, continual journey of, of learning and being challenged. But on the topic of differentiation, like it's tough. Like Mm -hmm. you face it when you're dating, it's hard. And when you're married, like you're still learning. And I, we are definitely not perfect at it it is difficult to accept that like your person's going to be different than you you're not going to agree on everything you're going to come from completely different um you know thought processes and like Mm -hmm. you have a totally different different background um but i do love that one thing we've talked about in in therapy is like kind of distancing yourself from feeling the angst and this and the all the emotions about it and really just trying to view it for what it is Mm -hmm. that one person has their whole life that they've lived so far that they're bringing, you know, experience and expectations and um, per- their personality and who they are and what they enjoy and all their interests to the table. And the other person has the, is bringing the same thing of their different experience and their different interests mm-hmm. and their different passions to the table. And so it's just, you know, how do we um, and that's accepting that like mm-hmm. we're both going to be different. And then it's accepting to, you know, meet together in the middle and and try to. You know, and it, and it's like beautiful. I feel like that's what makes life good is that we're, is that we're different. Um, it's really beautiful, but it's hard. You know, <laughs> like it really is, mm-hmm. and it causes fights, but mm-hmm. then it also causes growth. You know, it, but I think that the the key point with fighting is that do you get to the repair? Because the repair, you know, that's where you come in closer, and you just kind of say like, 
wow, even though we're different and we do fight, I find relief with you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's where the differences are the most valuable because you you don't necessarily always have to repair with someone who thinks exactly like you, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot of growth there. And and it's okay. Like when it comes to parenting, I'm like, Kazan's going to bring certain strengths to the table that I don't have those strengths. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bring different strengths to the table that, you know, maybe aren't his strengths. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, don't try to force each other to be the same because mm-hmm. you're what makes... One thing that was really special in it and something that we rely on a lot is um, when we did get married, uh, what was shared with us is that we are uniquely special and uniquely different. And um, so for us, like, I think we always try to come back to like when we're butting heads and our differences, you know, are getting the best of us. It's like we're meant to be different and we are uniquely different and uniquely special. And um, we need to honor those differences because it really is going to serve us in our relationship. Yeah, I think that's where you kind of come into the hour. What does our team look mm-hmm. like? Because, you know, coming together as a team, you're trying to figure out how how to how to play the how the game of life and do life together. Um, but yeah, I, this has just been so meaningful for me. I really appreciate this. It's nice to be able to meet people who are like minded and enjoy marriage. And I really appreciate you taking the time to come. Uh, just before before we close out here, is there anything that you would like or things, I guess, that you would like th- my audience to know about navigating those single years? <laughs> Have fun. That's my thing. <laughs> Have fun. Don't take it too seriously. When it's right, it's right. Um, guys, have respect. Don't be D-bags. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> if you are, you don't deserve the girl you think you deserve. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just say, like, trust. Like, it's so hard because you're you're in this place where you're trying to be your best self and you're mm-hmm. trying to search and you're trying to do all these right things to put you in the right place to, you know, meet your person. But so such a big part of it that I do believe is there just aren't aren't coincidences. Like, there mm-hmm. is... A plan and you can work out with a bunch of different a, a lot of different people they're not just one person that you're searching for out there but like like god's got your back like it's mm-hmm. gonna work out and and like just keep pressing on trusting in the process um and like loving like loving yourself i think mm-hmm. is a huge part of it too because um like you're preparing to love somebody else and so it's like show that love to yourself prepare your heart to be able to truly love yourself and love somebody else um, and it really will all work out how it's supposed to. Like, I just wish I could give a big hug to myself who had doubts and, and struggles and just because I know now, like mm-hmm. it all works out. And and we all we don't have that perspective when we're in it, you know, mm-hmm. but looking back later and, and everybody's journey is different. Some people get married when they're younger. Some people find their person later. Some people, mm-hmm. you know, have they just have different a different journey. But um, just trusting that it will all work out because mm-hmm. it will. Well said and just trust the journey. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Dating Counselor Podcast. I'm Lonnie Harmon, and I am a licensed clinical social worker. I'm on a mission to help singles navigate the modern dating world. You can learn more about my course, Foundations for Modern Dating, at thedatingcounselor.com slash courses. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook at The Dating Counselor, or email me at Lonnie, L-O-N-I, at thedatingcounselor.com. You'll find a full list of everything mentioned in this episode in the show notes at thedatingcounselor.com slash podcast. If you have a friend who would enjoy this episode, I would love if you pass it along. 
And don't forget to follow or subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss out on any of the upcoming episodes. Thank you again for tuning in. See you soon. Smile at the People is a nonprofit organization that does exactly what their name says. Smile at the People. Their goal is simple, to spread joy and light. The business was started by two cousins who wanted to carry on their grandma's legacy after she passed. Smile at the people is the phrase she told her family their entire lives, and it's a phrase that she lived. She made friends with anyone who ever crossed her path and always had a seat at her table for everyone who needed it. She decided to put her lifelong phrase on a sweatshirt for the family members and quickly realized more than just family loved the message and they wanted to represent it and live it. The apparel itself spreads positivity and happiness to those wearing it and to those reading it across someone's chest. Even more, profits are donated to those nominated to receive extra smiles. Everything from groceries and gas cards to bird feeders and memorial benches. You can be part of this positive movement by visiting their website, smileatthepeople.org, by following along on Instagram at smileatthepeople, LLC, and on Facebook as well at smileatthepeople.